This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back. Now, let's pick up where we left off. We're We're Luna. And this, this is Gaotic. Our podcast about absolutely nothing and yet everything, hosted by us homosexuals. We all share one brain cell. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm Josette. I'm Katie. I'm Naomi. The three of us have been in a band together for years. We've been friends for a decade. And we've been gay since the beginning of time. You're, you, you've been bossing yeah, it. I, I you go, girl. I like it. I'm I've been girl back. bossing this. Yeah, you go keep girl boss. Yeah, um, yeah. This is <laughs> I a, love it. This is a big episode for us. This is a very full circle moment um, because we have the chance to talk to somebody who, um, to us, is an icon who we don't actually want to speak with because we're so nervous. We're so nervous, <laughs> shaking but, in our boots. And yeah. Uh, this is somebody who was a part of a um, project that actually, in a, a way, affected our careers a lot because we um, did a music video that was a satire of this film, But I'm a Cheerleader. And this person is also the co-director and co-writer of the TV show High School that we talked to Tegan and Sarah about. And we're just fucking honored to have you on. This is Clea Duval. Yay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's nice to be here. Uh-huh. Um, are you are you in LA? Do you live in LA? I am, yeah. Cool. And you're from here too, right? Yeah, born and raised. Wow. Wait, wait, where in LA? In I grew up like around Santa Monica and Western, that sort of Word. like East Hollywood area. Um I was talking to Cal this morning actually. Cal Ross. Oh yeah, yeah. I know Cal. Yeah. Yeah. Cal was I was great. talking to Cal and I was like, oh, we're um talking to Clea later today like uh and Cal said that I should ask you about escape rooms wow okay I heard that that you are um (laughs) obsessed with escape rooms I think that was the we the word that was used that's that is true I really do love escape rooms um I love to be presented with a problem I can solve sure um and uh, yeah, that's true. But I've done all of the escape rooms in Los Angeles, so now I can't really do that. So the obsession is sort of like waned a little bit yeah. because they're just not so, as readily available. How many? How many escape? <laughs> if you've actually done all the escape rooms in Los Angeles, how many escape rooms have you done? You would you say? I've done over a hundred for sure. That's oh, so oh awesome. God. Okay, wait. So <laughs> we've yeah. done. The, I've done. I've done like maybe ten. We've done. We've done a modest amount, but we've done only two in LA. Right, two Which or three, one maybe. <laughs> Josette well, we and I. Did, well, yeah, we we did one. We did one that was honestly amazing. It, uh, the one, it's like Soviet Russia, like um, were. Oh were, yeah, it was CIA propaganda. It was, but I loved it. Uh-huh. I loved we, it. We were full in character. We, we give were me in a mustache. Character. I'm 100. percent They there. gave us. My, it was crazy. And then we did one, one. We did uh, the three of us did um. A fair, like a a pharaoh's tomb, but um, this was the so, guy fucked oh it up. Oh my god! So yeah, this was the so the, the actual 
like goal of the escape room was never put away. It was like at the end, you're supposed to open like the sarcophagus or the sarcophagus (laughs) is supposed to open. And the whole time we were doing it, the sarcophagus was open. So we were like assuming Uh that there must be some other reveal. And then the guy came in and was like, oh, like, uh, was this just been open? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it oh, seems sorry. like kind of an important part of the reset. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we also during that escape room, maybe we hated, had this experience. We hated we it. We were and this is this was no shade to any of the people who remain anonymous that we were with. Um there was dead weight. Well, <laughs> okay, in I mean, our group. There were you, people who were not yeah. bringing escape room energy. energy. Well, the three of us, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's unfair because the three of us it's not fair when the three of us are on a a team because we're doing mind because melt. because we know each other so well we just we just know how to work with each other and also it's like we know we don't have to really talk that much like right. there's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, thinking that goes on behind everything and um, we were entering it with people we did not know that well who were not in the same mind meld they were in they were interested in having fun. And, and we, we were, were not. not interested. <laughs> we were not interested fun. in having. Fun. Are you interested in having fun when you're doing an escape room? Or are you interested in getting out as fast as you can? I want to get out as fast as I can. Isn't that why I'm in there? Yeah. Absolutely. And would you, Absolutely. you can have yeah. fun on the outside, but when you're in Soviet Russia, you got to get out Absolutely. of there. That's would you say that 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 describes you as a person? Are you are you there to have fun, or are you here to get the job done? I mean, it depends on where I am. Mm. Okay. I am like I am a person who does enjoy having fun. I don't want to do something that I like I don't I never enter something being like I refuse to have fun here. I just want to get in and get out. Yeah. <laughs> Socially sometimes I do just yes. want to get in and get out, Absolutely. but I'm also like at a stage in my life where I would say, you know, if I'm leaving my house, it is I, like 85% of the time it's because I'm going somewhere where I think I will have fun. Yes. And the things that I don't think are fun, I don't do unless I have to. Yeah, because being at home I is totally fun. I totally agree. That's big time Be- goals. <laughs> being in the escape room is is a full-time job. Like, yeah. well, but to me, it's fun. It like is. having a task and figuring it out and solving the problems. Like it's so like, I just feel very, and I like a task. I like a game. Totally. Have you, have you- I like- surviving have you have you ever played those um i can't remember the name but it's like where they send you i, I got one for my girlfriend and i where it's like oh uh, hunt a killer yeah wow wait you're already is there with what me. is this it's essentially like you're a detective they give you a whole box and you're you're solving a case it's very fun that's sick it's it's we did get that i think during the pandemic yeah. and it was because it's like 10 you get 10 boxes that all at like add up to solving the case and they're so detailed and they're so well done but Mm. I found myself getting overwhelmed it was just too much yeah Yeah. and too and just like I don't know what part is gonna tie in seven weeks later I just didn't yeah have the is it a really long also didn't have the space long yes yes it's It's literally like 10 boxes worth of stuff which I really I I think is amazing and wish that I had like a space in my house where I could put up the like you know the red they, string of you know, right yes they literally give you that kind board, of shit but oh, that's, that's exactly I just don't have the cool. pa- I don't have the patience for it I don't, I don't have the memory makes individual ones oh me neither I would just forget you need a separate house we did, we did notes like, like you I need a notes. you need a house for the game yeah <laughs> like, you need an yeah. setting that up in mind get an airbnb yeah. for the duration of the game literally Honestly, I, in the pa- that would have been a clutch thing to do in the I candy. Well, that's, I guess, what 
glass onion. I, I, yeah, I was going to say that would be that's really, what the, really, the elites are doing. That would be really, really fun. I would love to do that. Maybe one day. Well, I would love to do a murder mystery party. Have I would you never ever do done. I will, I'll come. I would love to do that. Too. Okay. I know, Absolutely. but we need. I don't want to be the one to do any of the work. I need to hire. <laughs> we were thinking of doing that. So Naomi and I have birthdays that are a week apart, and we had talked about doing that at one point. Maybe next year. If we somebody should do does it. all of the when work. When are your birthdays? Um, they're, they're both my, Capricorns. Yeah. If that's the December thirtieth and January sixth. So I'm a year older oh. than Naomi. Yeah. January sixth. It's a super awesome day to have a birthday these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, oh yeah, Naomi's it's just twenty-four hour new, mm-hmm. news coverage. So then, wait, what's your sign? Joe, when is your birthday? Uh, I'm uh, February. I'm a Pisces. Oh, what? Pi- 20, February twenty-six. What? It's coming up. Are you gonna wish me a happy it birthday? <laughs> I'll wish you a happy birthday today. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, there you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> when is wow. your birthday? So we can wish you a happy birthday. September twenty-fifth. Oh, so are you Libra. a Virgo? Oh, you're a Libra. You're I'm on the cusp, Libra. though. You're on the cusp. I am. I'm very organized, but I'm still. It's impossible for me to just to make simple decisions. Yeah, mm. it's a. It's generally impossible to make simple decisions. Do you? Do you? Do you follow astrology? Do you know stuff about astrology? I feel like there's there's a very superficial. Sure. Like I. I. You know, and very much like my you know, Libras are supposed to be very um, sort of like are pretty shallow in certain ways which I don't totally agree with but mm-hmm. in terms of um I do feel um special because I'm a Libra which is yeah. a quality of being a Libra <laughs> <laughs> no that's a good quality to have I think I don't really know a lot about Libras because my little sister is um Virgo. September 22nd so she's Virgo yeah my brother's Virgo all, all that I know, know like... is I mean it's the scales right so there's a lot about like um, what? fairness mm-hmm. um and like yeah Maybe I didn't being even upset know if no, things Kate, aren't fair. Absolutely shook. I didn't even know the simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were what? you not shook? Did you not say what as well? I I I mean I didn't know. I wouldn't necessarily say I was shook by Okay, it. I, I was shook well, by Naomi's knowledge. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never, I mean I, I am often shook by Naomi's knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Um I kind of want to go back to talking about escape rooms. I'm not. Whatever done, you I'm want. Not done. Well, back. I just want to clarify. I'm not saying I'm so special. I'm saying that, like, I like. No, no, that's what you said. That's what I was saying. No, no, no. Just clarify. Well, we got you on record. Yeah, we have a recording. I have a question based off of that, and I'm taking Katie's escape room thunder. But is that why you wanted to like? Was the when you were growing up? Did you want to be an actor or no? I wanted to be a writer. Oh, you wanted to be a writer. Were you writing? prose were you writing songs you're writing poems I, w- I was writing a I mean I, I wrote short stories I cool. wrote poems I wrote like books I just was I was an only child um with and I had I spent quite a bit of time by myself so mm-hmm. I would just like create these you know worlds and then just go into them and write these characters wow. and for like hours and hours and hours. I'm I'm also an only child. We'll come back to that. I'll let Katie talk about escape rooms, but I really I, I do want to talk about you being an only child. Though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel many. I kind there of feel like many. I should let it go, and uh, we'll just no. Let... Let's talk about escape rooms because I don't want you to feel cheated. I and then we'll come to we'll come back to me. I, okay. Two things. Well, for the first thing is I wanted to ask like who have you done them with? Do you have trusted people that you do can, escape rooms with? Like an elite oh, yeah. partner? Oh yeah. yeah. Is your partner? yeah my partner. She's very good at them. Great. We do them like we'll do them alone a lot. But then we also Mary Holland, um, who I wrote uh, 
I wrote, we, whatever, we worked together on a couple of different things, cool. Mary Holland and her husband. The four of us have done, like, they're, we're sort of like the core group. And then there are some other um, other people who will do them with sometimes, um, or like, if I'm away working, then I'll, you know, I always want to do that with um, the people I'm working with. Because you're in other cities. Um, exactly. And there are new rooms that I can do. Yeah. yeah. So it's very exciting. Have you done one with Tegan and Sarah? Did you do one in Calgary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did a lot in Calgary. Hell yeah. I'm trying to think if I don't think we've ever done them. I don't think we have done them together. Okay. Well, I took we I would I like did to be there when with, it happens. We did go with um Rayleigh and Season. Cool. Um, who play Tegan and Sarah, yeah. and then um Kyle and Kobe who play uh their parents. Yeah. Um as sort of like an icebreaker activity. Totally. How'd that go? And that Seasons, it was an office, the show, the office themed room, which was really good. Um, season very quickly was like, I don't care about this. And she just like sat in a chair and she was on her phone. <laughs> and Rayleigh was like really trying. And but it was like, and Laura, who's the the co-writer of high school, we um were really like wanting to make everything work and trying to like include everybody. But it was it was actually it was very stressful wanting every because you just want everybody to get along because you're about to spend all this time yeah yeah working together. So yeah. Yeah that does sound stressful. There were but it was but it, it was a very cool room. And then we went back when my partner came to visit me, we did a lot of those rooms. Wow. That's so cute. Yeah. The second thing I wanted to say about escape rooms is that uh, Joe and Naomi have heard me use this metaphor a lot for our career. Oh yeah, um, it's true. And I wonder if it if it resonates with you at all, or if you would uh, rebuke it. But basically, sometimes I feel like our industry is like a series. The the music industry is like a series of escape rooms where you start out in like a small escape room. And you have to mm -hmm. like work really hard to find your way out of it. And then you get mm -hmm. into, then you get let out of that escape room, but then you're just in a bigger, fancier escape room. <laughs> and you have yeah. to keep like the, the sense of urgency, like never really shifts of like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I just have to get out to the next escape room so that I can <laughs> keep playing this game that I'm trapped in. <laughs> this game of my passion you, that I chose do to do. Do you relate to that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I could definitely. I for for like your business seems so crazy, and not that not that like the film and television is any better, but it you know. You guys at least it's have unions. Slow, <laughs> like we have unions, and like you know, it is. It's it is such a like you move in slow motion and then everything goes really fast. Yeah. So I guess in that way, you know, once things are happening, it's like you're racing to the end. But it feels, you know, like production at least feels way more like pre-production and production feels more like you're on like amazing race or something like that. Because sure. you're just like trying to get everything done and not make mistakes and make all the right choices. And if something doesn't go, you know, you're just it's always that's more what it feels like. Totally. Uh, a marathon yeah. tour maybe for us is like the amazing race and maybe it's like survivor because everyone you've had such a you, you the have bar is so low that you're like oh my god a shower and they show you the shower and then yeah. everyone gets excited <laughs> like uh, yeah it's maybe a little more like survivor <laughs> which is why we love watching survivor on tour because we can no, relate i love survivor it's so you do it's so would good. you ever go so on good. it no 
Absolutely. <laughs> I, you have to be. A, I feel like no it's only it's psychopaths only. Like you you have to take a psych eval before, and they let you in only if you're a full blown psychopath. Yeah. If there was one TV <laughs> show that you would do, that's like that. What would it be? Or um, or none. You're over surviving and <laughs> erasing. <laughs> I mean, maybe Amazing Race. That feels like one. Although there are a lot of things with heights in that, which I. Th- feel like would paralyze me yeah um, have you guys have you all heard of um the traitors no on peacock no oh, it's so great what's it what's i would the, go on that what's show. the deal it's basically mafia sick mafia the the game that, like yeah oh wait it's on peacock it's really fun i think i saw a trailer for this um yeah i think i saw a trailer is it all like kind of uh at the moment, like slightly no- notable people, perhaps from like different a bunch of different fields. Is it's, that what's happening right now? It's half people from reality TV. Oh my god! Or like like reality situations, yeah. and then half just um, non. Have you non reality? Have people. you have you ever played um, the game Avalon? Oh my god! No, what is that? Oh, oh my no. god! For some reason, I feel like you'd be you not would to like say it, that you're a, you're a sick individual, but I feel like you we might like be we someone like who game. might like this game. Yeah. It's a game of deception. Uh, how it, who who is oh. gonna? We'll just like you're gonna. Do let's better. just say. Oh, yeah, please tell me about it. It's yeah, a it's a it's it a fabulous now, game. Essentially, it, it can make your friends cry. That's all. Uh, makes uh, when we played it, it when we played it, when Naomi and I were still dating, we like slept in separate rooms the night that we played. <laughs> I upset serious because yeah. because due to a well, critical explain misunderstanding. How explain how the game works. So it is. It's essentially mafia. the The broad theme is like you know is is mafia. That's like the general umbrella. But the world within which Avalon happens is like sort of the Merlin universe of uh-huh. like Camelot. Camelot and knights and stuff. So like uh-huh. an entry level to the game, like the first time that you play it, uh the the cards in play will be minions of Mordred mm-hmm. and loyal servants of Arthur. Mm-hmm. So everyone will put their heads down or get delivered, they'll get a card with a character, they'll put their heads down, and there's one person in the group who is neither a minion or, I guess they're they're kind of a loyal servant to offer. They're they're Merlin, so they know who everybody is. So, like, basically, (laughs) when you're playing in a group, basically you're either good or Or you're you're evil. evil. And then there's Uh one good person who knows Merlin, who is good and who is evil. Like, there's one Uh all-knowing good person. But the goal is to not the goal is to find the other good people yeah. and for Merlin to not reveal themselves. So they have to kind of silently steer the game and try to steer people in the direction of getting the right evil people. And depending on what kind of sick psychos you're playing with, the evil people can be really convincing. Yeah. We've, we've played with some sick psychos. Absolutely. One of the worst like feelings I've ever had playing Avalon was actually when, I was evil, evil it and I won the game. Being evil is terrible. And then terrible. I was like, Being yeah. evil oh, really it's is the worst. It's terrible. But some people, yeah. I think some people play the game and they absolutely love it. Like Scott, our old tour yeah. manager, like he is absolutely fucking obsessed. He's a naughty little boy. He is some a of our friends boy, have absolutely. played it and have vowed to never play it again. Yeah, I think some people cannot take it. But well, it is very, yeah. it's fun when, when you're in it and you're good and you're like on a hot streak of being like, I know you're good. I know it in my heart. I know they're bad. Let's get them out of this game. Naomi <laughs> Naomi had a very good reason for thinking that I was evil. I did. I oh, and the reality was that I was good. 
And so my and partner, was just coming for her. my partner was coming ever. for me saying, I was like evil. standing up being like, Katie's evil. <laughs> Got to get her out of this game. Nobody take her on a quest. I was like yeah. going hard. But you know what? Really why bad. it was so poignant was because I think I was at a point in my life where I was like, You're I evil. am evil. If, if it resonates. I'm really resonating. sorry about that. Well, you I'm know, really sorry. I do forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry that you felt bad. I feel like um, not that things cancel each other out, but. I did a lot of wor- Speak- worse you- things. Well, speaking so. of canceling, we're going to take a small break. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay. We're back. And we're back from the break. So the break yes, happened. The break, we're back yeah, from, we're back the, from break. the break. We're back from the break. Okay, great. I feel refreshed. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm so glad that you feel refreshed. Yeah, what a nice break. Yeah. <laughs> you all, in your life, do you feel, um, is it easy for you to be deceptive? Or manipulative? <laughs> or oh my God. Are you all straightforward? I, I'm t- saying, well, just I'm, going off of that, the game totally. and, it real, and like. I'm not good at know. it. I'm, I'm stupid. I think I'm no. often. Okay. No, also, you're not. If I'm being, being if I'm being transparent, I think I'm an awful liar. Like, mm-hmm. but I can I can sell a fib pretty well, depending on the level, like low level. Wait, kind of can I talk about fibbing. the type mm-hmm. of lying that you do? It's mo- that it's I think the, is funny. It's the same type of lying of like. I'm I'm on my way and it's like I have not left. You yeah, know what I mean? Your like, that's, yeah, that's, that's different. That's though. fibbing. But you'd say it. Oh, I wish I could think of like an actual example. It's, but my brain sometimes is I do so like be bad. telling the truth. It's like we're trying to get. I think the three of us are trying to get out of all the homework we have to do all the time. No, Naomi will be like yeah. Naomi will say something so random. It's like if if but sometimes they don't want to hang out with somebody, then they'll, they'll be like, Oh, I really wish I could, but like. Um, I'm washing my sofa cover and it's taking s- so long. They would and never... I might actually oh, be no. doing that. Like, you'll just come up with something that's like... <laughs> but it no. maybe is not what's impeding me from doing the thing. I think yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just something, something that I'm and doing it's like, that, that I, actually doesn't that add I up. Stretch. But I can't, re- I can't refute that without seeming like I have a stick up my ass. So This was an only child thing for me. I just wanted... I was so accustomed to spending so much time alone that when I started like getting older and getting invited to social things, it would often be too overwhelming for me yeah. to do all of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I became a fibber. I became, I was like, you were popular. We get it. You're just like wanting everybody to know you're popular. No, 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 no. So many babes knocking just, at my door. No, I listen. I wish I'm jealous. Of you these kind kids. of did have. You kind of did have. I understand that. I understand that. Do you still do you still get um, overwhelmed by social situations, or are you? I think uh, you do real good. I, I think I've, I've figured it out, but I think I was I was painfully shy, and I was like, my mm-hmm. mom is the coolest person in the entire world, and my best friend. Like you know, like, <laughs> it was like shout out to Harry. Yeah, that's out. very cute. <laughs> that kind of that kind of energy. I was like, I would like to go home and hang out with my mom in silence, um, <laughs> which was what I was accustomed to. Uh, and I think 
yeah, I was just, I was just, she's very shy and my, our home life was very quiet and I was really, really shy. So I had to get over it as I, as I got older, mm-hmm. but I think I do require, maybe this is an only child thing, could just be me, but I require, I think more alone time, like, oh, yeah. than other people. And people do sometimes get a little sad about that. Do you relate to that as a, another only child? Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. I find I get very easily. It, it's it's one thing when you're like going out to a place yes. to have a social thing, but it's really when having people at my house, you know, like having a party at my house is a nightmare. To me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really overwhelming. And it's something that my partner, like when we first got together, she was so confused. Like she just didn't, she didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, like she, um, is also, I mean, she, she is also um, an only child. Oh. But was not raised an only child. It's not my story to tell. Yes, yeah, sure. But she, but I mean, she wasn't an only child until, you know, for her entire upbringing and like she has parents that she gets along with very well who spent a lot of time with her. She was like an only child who had a lot of engagement. Yes. And I was the other kind of only child. Yes. So it was really like, and she really liked having people over and having people in her house. And there was this one time where she like, I were, I forget what the party was for, but we we had only been living together for maybe like six months or a year or something like that and had this party at her house. And I just, I, I felt like I was short circuiting or something. And yeah. I just went into our room <laughs> yep. and with the lights off and they just like laid on the bed. <laughs> just yeah. Like stared at the ceiling because I was just like, I'm so overwhelmed right now. And she came in and saw me there and she was like, what? <laughs> are you doing like, what is wrong with you and just laying in the dark in the middle of a party and i was like i really just need no need my opinion is that like for a i think that is like one of the best feelings and that maybe you weren't experiencing it this way but like i kind of feel like there's nothing better than being at a party at your house and then hiding and just knowing that the party oh, yeah. is happening but like mm-hmm. you don't have to necessarily be a part of it like i've had yeah. um some i've had big halloween parties the last uh two years and with a lot of help hmm. from my I swear I never heard never got invited but um, wow well, well next got, year well, careful, actually we were gonna invite, invite you but the we had this sofa that we no, were no, washing I was washing my sofa cover I was washing my sofa cover and so and it was actually the, the text was in there and it got washed <laughs> Um, I hate when my text gets washed. It got washed away. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> happens to me all the time. <laughs> the thing is, we are going to invite you now this year. Yeah, and, we and you're going to regret that you made a joke yeah. about it because <laughs> it's actually the best party of the come. year. People call it the fuckening. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot people called it the fuckening no. because um, oh, we're, no. we're like sober and a bit like. Born, oh me born, too. Born. Oh, oh right. God bless. Oh, baby, I'm sober too. Okay, ten the, years. Okay, well, oh my god, that's amazing. I'm like uh, a year and a half off substances, but I I'm uh, but I entered. We're like, two years off cigs. Yeah, we're two years it's, off cigs. Yeah, good for you. hell yeah. Um, that's good. It's yeah. for the best. God. So wait. So how old were you when you got sober? Thirty four. Sexy. Um, I was gonna say <laughs> that uh, <laughs> like in reference to the the question about manipulation and deception, I was like gonna say that historically I think I have been a super manipulative person but I think that I had to kind of accept and also what was hard about that is like when you have a sense again with being evil and being good at it (laughs) and being a Slytherin it's like when you kind of have a sense that manipulation sometimes works for you like if you Mm -hmm. have an idea of like I want to 
Oh, that sounds so gross to there's say, but it's like, I want to date this person or like, I want to get in this social situation. And then like you scheme and then you actually achieve it. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. cool. This is how to live life. Um, mm-hmm. You can use your powers for good or for evil. Yeah, you do. You, I think that's you, like the, you use them for when good. you know that you're a charming individual, mm-hmm. which you are. I think you say it more. Uh, <laughs> um, that I think you can just you can you make a choice, right? Like uh, as I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm like you in that way. But I think you have made the choice to use your powers for good, and you are very kind to people, I and you do don't manipulate people. I still use my negatively. powers, I, but it's good for You're good at socializing. You don't like, yeah. You're not like you're the best out of the three of us. I'm something. I don't think something is definitely up with me. I'm only good at performing. (laughs) Like I can perform socializing. I can't actually talk to people. But I went through this really gay thing in recovery where, like, I realized (laughs) that like gay in a derogatory way, yeah, in like a 2007 way. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, gay in a sweet, like, gay emotional, yeah, emotional way. In like, I associate the word gay with like feelings, inner, inner child work. Oh, cute. Okay, sure. Wow. Okay, go on. And like I realized um, there was a night that I was like nervous when I was going out and I I was doing like inner child stuff at the time. And I realized that there was a part of like little Katie who kind of thought that like mommy was taking her out. This sounds so crazy. (laughs) Mommy was taking her out (laughs) so that she could like find somebody to like give little Katie away to. Oh, wait, that's what you felt when you were That's younger? what my little kid felt. No, no, that's what I feel like as an adult when I was like, you're like, who's going to and integrating? <laughs> it was like, I had to tell my little Katie, like, we're going to go out into the world. I even like wrote like a little Horse. lullaby about it. This Horse is so nice. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you guys. But uh, it was like, <laughs> I had to say, like, we're going to go out. We're going to like meet people. They're going to be very cool. But like you and I are going home together. And we're gonna have some tea and a snack, and then we're gonna go to bed. I'm but crying what, what was, thinking about was this. Was it you just trying to not lose yourself? Like, what's the? I just needed to tell the little girl, like, that you didn't. Have I'm to not sell like, yourself. I'm not saying like, now go and put on a show so that mommy can make some money off of you. You know what I mean? Like, it's that energy. Not like fancy's mom. Yeah, exactly. Fancy, you have one shot or whatever it is. Do you guys know that song? No. <laughs> I saw your eyes such a good song. completely no. glaze no. I, I, was, thought, I, I thought, thought you were going to start singing. I thought there's stuff I don't know. Reba. Um, it's Reba. It's Reba? It's a Reba cover it's... of uh, Bobby Gentry. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it, it originally was Bobby Gentry and then Reba covered it. And it was like her first big hit. But it's like, wow. You know what? I actually heard this song on TV not that long ago, actually. Oh. Wow. Never mind. Um, but yeah, it's exactly that. It's the mom being like, you have to like look really good and go out and like find a rich person who's gonna Aww. like take care of you so that you can like make it. In but the it's world. the opposite. Your experience was the opposite of that. Yes, exactly. Being nice, being the nice mommy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's saying yeah. you're gonna hang out? Wow. Oh fucking shit! I feel like just the three of us have been talking. I'm gonna shut the heck I know. up. On I this, think what's on happening is I'm like trying to. No, you're being good. You're being good. Okay. <laughs> um, Clea, do you want to tell us about um, early experiences thinking, oh no, I might, <laughs> I could be gay if you had them. Some people just didn't have yeah, them. We at found all. out that a lot of people have actually not felt that way or they haven't made the connection not not for not for any of us so if you're in the shame club come come on take a seat (laughs) 
Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I felt like I had so much of it. I, I didn't know. I didn't really know that. Like I wasn't one of those kids who was like, I definitely know I'm gay because I didn't have any gay people around me. There was no like representation anywhere. I was really drawn to like Joe on the facts of life. And Mm -hmm. that was, you know, I was a little too into that show. And then, um, you know, and then when I, but then when I was like 14, I met a girl who, or I, I had a friend who came out and it was like a big deal. Yeah, she got whoa. kicked out of her house. It was whoa. like really bad for her, but I was obsessed with this girl before. And then when she, when she, when she came out, I was like, oh, and then I started, then I was like, oh, I like her even more. And then that you know, it was sort of like, you know, at the end of six of uh, like usual suspects or something where I sort of flash back to all these things and all the posters on my wall and like, <laughs> like put it all together yeah. and that I started, I uh, figured it out. And so that was like, you know, that part of it, I was not feeling shame yet. Mm. Um, but then when, I mean, I didn't tell anybody, I was like, I don't want anybody to know. So I guess that is, it's oh it was not on the surface shame at that point but then when I when I came out my mom took it very badly Mm. and um that's when it really then the the shame really was like in the forefront even though I was like there's nothing wrong with me something's wrong with you you know that kind of I was very like strong about it and like didn't didn't really like allow myself to feel any of that Mm -hmm. um until I was like you know in my 30s um, but I also, you know, being an actor, I started acting when I was so young yeah. and, um, didn't want to, you know, was not out for a long time. And there was like a great deal of shame in that. And like, you know, people trying to out me and, um, like making fun of me, like, if, you know, in that way of like, well, you think, you know, like who's she fooling kind of way, which was, mm. you know, uh, I mean, who was I fooling? They weren't wrong, you know, but it's still, you know, it's brutalizing. Yeah, still yeah, so yeah. Still your story to tell, you know. Yeah, totally. And so it was, you know, not until like I wouldn't even say like I I spent years being like, it's about the person, um, which was, you know, as long as the person was a girl. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. True. Mm. Um, but it you know, it wasn't until, and like, I, uh, I couldn't even say like the word lesbian, which I still don't like that word. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I still don't like it, but I don't mm. feel like if somebody calls me that I'm like, whatever, it's true. Yeah. But, um, that's not the word I pick. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I really felt like, I mean, really, I guess after I got sober that I, that I, I also like, being in a relationship with someone who doesn't have that shame mm-hmm. yeah. is really healing in a way where you're just like, but don't you like want to apologize for your own existence? And like, don't you think you should have never been born? She's like, nope. <laughs> like, I'm, like, oh, like shit. I'm great. I should be here. I belong in the world. Like is really like, was really nice. Cause I feel like everyone that I had been with, like, everyone has a, a degree of it mm-hmm. you know and, and does she like, want to like kiss you and hold your hand in public and she stuff does like want to kiss me and hold my hand yeah, wow. yeah. even after 10 years so that's <laughs> <Aww. nice. laughs> that's, i didn't mean yeah. in general i meant like when you're on the street 
Obviously, she oh, wants to was, kiss you and hold your hand. I'm like, well, and does your partner like you? Yeah. I had, I had shame. She likes I had, me. Yeah. I had shame about the um, public stuff. Honestly, I yeah, still do. I still do. I also, I'm like, I don't like being looked at because I. I think feel that's afraid. harder when you're clockable as gay. Like that's we've talked real about shit. this actually a lot on this show. I don't know why it's like it's come up so much. Did you do? Did you? Did you feel that kind of like? I don't know. We talk about it in this in our dynamic as being like. Joe and I felt as young people, like prior to coming out or knowing anything about, you know, sexuality or gender performance or whatever, just feeling like clock clocked, like as as different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did did you find that like people (laughs) this is did you find that like other maybe like curious young people, girls would kind of be able to like sense that maybe there was something different about you or like maybe there's something interesting about you or did you not experience that at all? Not really. Like I grew up in, in a, in an environment where there were no gay people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, and it was a pretty homophobic environment and it was always like gay people are always made fun of. And it was, it was always guys, you Mm, know, like that's what I would see. And like, that's also what people would make fun of. Like it didn't, like it wasn't, it didn't feel like an option. Mm. Right. Gay women like don't and even I was exist. Also, like I'm also still like, a, like I am also not very good at knowing if somebody likes <laughs> sure. me. So that it's possible <laughs> that that was happening. And sure. I just didn't know. It's so, it's so fascinating thinking about, I think like, you know, cause obviously one of your biggest like, uh, moments like reckoning with this stuff would have been when I, I'd imagine when you were doing like, uh, a press cycle for but I'm a cheerleader people probably want oh, to yeah. talk to you about sex and sexuality and I think we mm-hmm. had this interesting um like timeline as a band we started making music in um 2014 or 2013 mm-hmm. and like putting stuff out uh, a little bit after that and we had conversations before we started to release music that were about like if we wanted to be out as a band from the jump. Katie was we talking about. We decided to be out like yeah. before we started putting out music, and it's so like if I'm being completely honest, I do feel like we were we were at a time where it was like this kind of gamble where it was like we might be pigeonholed, but also we might like this might help us. Uh, it was such a weird time because like I feel like there were so many musicians who we knew were queer who were not out, mm-hmm. who are now out. Mm-hmm. Most. Mm-hmm. M- a lot. Like, yeah, <laughs> truly. I mean, the, Tegan and Sarah know how much we love them. They're like the only, they're like the only fucking ones. That, yeah. At that time, at that time. And, and that's not even that long ago. Yeah, and everything has, mm-hmm. everything has changed so much like in, in less than 10 years between 2014 oh, yeah. and now. But even like, between the 90s and 2014, I think it's kind of hard sometimes for people to understand like how different the environment was. And so I actually think it was, um, I don't know if you did this intentionally, but I think it's really safe like for you to have protected yourself because I don't know what would have happened had you like given that part of yourself to the media to like consume and mess around with. I think like it was a really good instinct at that point in time to just kind of like let yourself have uh, private life and figure out who you were before other people decided that for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was also so young. I was just like, how do I navigate any of this stuff? Yeah. How old were you? Um, I mean, I started acting when I was 18. Yeah. Wow. Which is nothing. Yeah. 
nothing at all. I feel like I didn't even know who I was until two years ago. Truly. Yeah. Like, yeah. How old are you? I, Katie and I just turned 30. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So we're, I still, I don't know. I still feel like I'm just like, I think that's queer people. Like I think yeah. so much of your life, you, you feel like you're wrong and it, mm-hmm. it takes a long time, I think for like self-acceptance. And once you have some sort of self-acceptance, you can actually figure out what that self is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generally. Um, what was your experience like watching? I mean, obviously, you've been in so many amazing movies. Some of them are honestly a little too scary for me, so because <laughs> I'm a little baby. But uh, just to, I know that it was the it was the 20th anniversary, but I'm a cheerleader last uh-huh. year, right, uh-huh. or the year prior to that. Uh, what was it like? Uh, we were we were there at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery when all the bugs were oh. flying around, like the craziest bug experience. <laughs> oh yeah, those bugs were scary. That was nuts. What was that? What was it like for you to like re-watch the movie? And I don't know, there were so many, it was cute seeing all the people there, at least even for for us who like. Yeah, not only were we there, but we were directly <laughs> behind you guys. So we saw like. I just saw the, twi- were, I just yeah, saw the twins. We saw like the little high school kids and yeah. how, cuddly, oh how cuddly they were with you. And it, it was, was cute really, really as hell. Sweet. Yeah. They were really cute. I mean, one of them was was um, really making a lot of noise, but then <laughs> the other one would just come and like cuddle, and it was so cute. There, I love them so much. Oh, sweet. Um, it was cool. I mean, I I hadn't seen the movie in probably fifteen years at wow. least, and seeing, I mean, there were so many people there. It was crazy. Yeah, and that you know, I don't know that it had that that it's that it's still that people still care about it is so cool and that it's had the impact that it's had is really it was like amazing and then also devastating because I was so young yeah it was 21 <laughs> well you look just great. like why did I hate myself so much I, yeah. I, I understand I that feeling. so cute yeah like yeah. It, it it does it uh it's complicated because like obviously I agree with what Katie is saying of like protecting yourself being such a good instinct but like Man, how shitty to like. We live in a culture that robs queer people of their of their of being able to just be young like everybody else, and it's yeah. like that yeah. that does just suck. And like yeah. free, and, and maybe it's not like that now. I don't really know. Yeah, but it was. It's been really. Um, yeah, we ended up going to that uh, screening because it was like right around the time that yeah. the album came out. Something. Yeah, we were in town, and um, we were like, oh, this is like such a good celebration because the video that we did for Silk Chiffon like really changed our careers a lot and uh it was also like just a really meaningful moment for us because we've been joking from the beginning like I watched but I'm a cheerleader I downloaded that illegally on my laptop um, (laughs) queen and watched it in my bedroom either in like junior high or high school and you know, and then never thought about it again until I was having my gay flashback moment of like, you know, uh-huh. your um, usual why suspects was I, montage. Why did I feel like I needed to see this? Yeah, but <laughs> it's just when you realize that like every gay, that became like one of my favorite questions to ask gay people. I'm like, so when did you illegally download But I'm a Cheerleader? Everyone was like, like <laughs> everyone was like magnetically attracted. Everyone who was queer in our age was magnetically attracted to the DVD of that in the video store. Like, I, I don't, don't know, know why we I found have it. to watch this, yeah. but I think I have to watch this. I think this. I have to watch this. And then like and not tell my mom. <laughs> yeah. And that night and that night I learned about our friend Ames like turned on the TV one night and it was randomly on like late at night somewhere. And like that was their moment. Like for me, I repressed it 
but I did watch the movie and it was evidence of being gay later on. But for yeah. for Ames, mm-hmm. like they realized they were gay like while they watched that movie. And, and they, were they like, came out like right after. That. And I think that's true for for so, so, so many people. I mean, I really can't think of anything else that is as much of a I mean, I guess people do that thing with um Kristen Stewart, like from the Twilight era, like if you thought that Kristen was gay, then you're gay. If you thought that she was bi, then you're bi. Um, That's funny. <laughs> but other than that, like the other litmus tests uh, for gay people really from our like age range was like, did you find a way to watch this movie? And if you did, then yeah. you are gay. <laughs> yeah. Or you're really cool. <laughs> yeah. But probably gay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I would say you're gay. <laughs> yeah. And it's so it's so wild, too, because it's such a it is one of the things that we talked a lot about when we were releasing Silk was the importance of having these stories that don't end in tragedy and that are full of joy and full of like celebration. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of heartbreaking, too, that like you guys were able to make this film that had so much levity in it and. Mm-hmm. Um, where the gay people are these like nuanced, happy people that get they get like a a good ending, but then your reality was actually like a little bit different, you know, yeah, yeah, well, me films and t v are aspirational for a reason, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, like sometimes they're just depicting the world that we say that about songs too, like sometimes they're just depicting the world that we want to be in, but you like yeah. wish was true, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, it's better now though I mean it's still it's it's still hard for a lot of people I think you know in New York and LA and yeah probably Chicago it's like a different situation it's we're we're very lucky definitely um to live here yeah, yeah we're definitely. in our little bubbles dude thank you so much for coming on and we will hope that one day we can do an escape room <laughs> yeah I would love they're I love to do an escape room. Well, Joe's Joe's good at math. She's an asset. Uh, yeah, that's my only. Yeah, I don't remember very good at anything else. Um, but we well, end the podcast in a funny way. Well, yeah, we do. We do. I'll be the judge of that. Well, <laughs> let's. It's not funny. Fine, but it is. Home, it's, it's very. I would earnest. say it's homosexual. So yeah, Katie's gonna start it off, in my and definition. then. Funny gay. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. Well, this ahead. is this has been chaotic. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, love y'all and I love you Katie <laughs> uh, thank you so much for your time and we can't tell you how much it was a uh, dream come true to have you on this and I love you Josette <laughs> yeah Joe Joe kind of summarized it nice I struggle with this one you're gonna have your stop it <laughs> I always close my eyes everybody's bullying me um <laughs> thank you Clea for coming on the podcast and I love you Naomi shockingly mm. Aww. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you all for having me, and um, hopefully, I'll meet you in real life someday. Yeah, Dev. Wait, you have to do have it a nice too. Day. No, you have to. Oh, you have to say that yeah, you, you love yourself to too. Oh, I love you, Clea. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maniacal laugh. <laughs> Self love. Hey, little one, you're sticking with me. Nobody's gonna take you away We're gonna go out And we're gonna meet Some really great people But you are always gonna stay by my side Sleep in my bed Sit at my table
Gaotic is a production of HeadGum. Created and hosted by us, the band Muna, but mostly we're known as the famous podcasters from the podcast Gaotic. Our producer is Anya Konevskaya. And our associate producer is Ali Khan. If you want to prove that you love us, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever people review podcasts. We might even pick your review and talk about it if it's a really good and really nice one. You can subscribe to Gaotic on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop on hump day, Wednesday. One of the greatest days of the week, baby. That's right. We do this regularly because we have fucking discipline. You're listening to our voices right now, which sound pretty good. But guess what? The face cards don't decline either. So head over to our Instagram at whereismuna and like one of our photos. I mean, truly any dopamine hit we can get is helpful. Meet you right back here next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.